Unfortunately, the first Literary Ashland episode of 2020 was beset by a number of technical problems, most of which really due to the fact that I got late to the studio. So it's pretty much my fault. I apologize for that. In any case, our guest this January was Ryan File, who is the reporter and web editor for the Ashland Tidings and Mail Tribune in Medford. And the first question was asked by Ed Badistella, and he asked about uh, what some of his writing inspirations were. Of people that I work with, uh, I think that when you ascribe, uh, you know, the the ideal of uh, of writing heroes to people, it, you know, you're always one step removed for the most part. You know, it's someone that you've read, you've never met them, but you appreciate their work. With a lot of the people that I work with, I'm really lucky in that I've read their work and I get to sit right next to them and I know a lot of, of them personally. Um, and so there are quite a few people who I work with who I've tried to, I've just, I've admired qualities that they have and not only in their personal lives, but in their writing. Um, you know, I work with two people named uh, Kaylee and Nick, uh, a couple Hi. of reporters Hi. there. Hi. Uh, mm -hmm. they, uh, they both are incredibly adept at uh, empathy in their writing, just uh, how they're they're able to humanize people. Um, that I've always just been so blown away by their ability to do that. Um, my uh, colleague Vicky and uh, and Damien, they're very adept at uh, thoroughness. Um, and then there's a, uh, a reporter up in Grants Pass named Sean Basinger, who same deal. Just they're they're super super thorough in their work, mm -hmm. and it's just every. T crossed every I dotted, and then my friend, uh, my friend Ty, who I uh, used to work with at the Herald News, he works in education now. But just the the sheer craft of writing, um, I've always just been in in great awe of what he can produce. When you're talking about people like I was talking about, who uh, you know I'm one step removed for, from, however, uh, there are quite a, there is a couple. Uh, Monica Hesse, uh, she's a columnist at the uh, Washington Post. Oh, yeah, right. she, uh, I was mm -hmm. first acquainted with her uh, from through a book that she wrote called American Fire. It was about a pair of arsonists on the East Coast who set probably close to a hundred big house fires over mm -hmm. a really short period of time. It was a, it was actually a couple, um, not married but in a relationship together, and it just became this huge thing in this really small town, this really small community that kind of tore it apart. Love her writing. Um, and then there's another guy named Dave Cullen who wrote a book about the Columbine shootings. It's kind of the definitive account, uh, and he's phenomenal as well. And then finally a guy named uh, Luis Alberto uh, Urea. Um, he wrote a book called The Devil's Highway, and it's oh, right. about... I haven't read that, mm -hmm. but I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's it was it, it's about a an incident that happened in May 2001, I believe it was, involving a group of people who uh, were attempting to cross the border illegally, and um, they got uh, scared. I think is, is what happened by a border patrol searchlight or something. Essentially, scattered into the desert, and there were 26 of them, and uh, only only 12, I think, came out alive, and they were called the Yuma 14. The reason that we didn't hear too much about it in the news is because a few months later, 9-11 happened, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. that kind of overshadowed everything for quite some time. But I would say, the, uh, to answer your question and sum up, those are definitely 
th- that's my list right there. That's great. And it's great to see some of the, the local writers like um, Nick I'm, and Vicky. And I'm very fortunate. And, yeah, I really admire their work. Try, try to ab- work. absorb them, yeah. <laughs> their, their abilities, yeah. It's like, it's like working with a writing group all the time. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, this is, um, I, one of the things that sort of struck me is, you've I guess you've been a journalist for maybe 10, 12 years now? Is Coming that, up on year 13. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and how are things, to think, it seems to be a real period of change. So how have things changed in your, over your career, which is relatively short, it may not seem short, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, For sure. I, I think just the, the web presence mm-hmm. uh, of, of any newspaper, any news agency, just uh, how much we're, tr- we're trying to, yeah, pe- pe- that transition from paper to, to web is, is happening. And there are options, obviously, you can still read the print products with paper that we still provide that we um, seven days a week we also have the e-edition but just the the process for getting something on the web first and then perhaps filling it out later for a more long-form story mm-hmm. for for print um that's that that's been sort of consistent but there has but but the um degree to which that has been a thing has has gone up i would say uh video too um Video has always kind of been a part of what I've done uh, since 2007. It's 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 something that I've always done with much of my journalism. But what's changed recently is the I would say the number of video first projects that we do, where where, where it's a primary element as opposed to a supplement. We're doing a lot of that right now. We have we have this whole new division called uh, Rosebud that they focus prim- primarily on video projects. We have TV shows that we do in conjunction with KTVL where we have it on our website and they uh, broadcast it. Um, everything from the outdoors to a dog whisperer to uh, local business profiles, just all kinds of stuff. And so the just the, the sheer amount of video first type stuff has been uh, quite an interesting change. So, um, as a writer, you must have to write a a, a variety of of genres. Everything from a, a basically a, a video, not a script, but a, a sort of, I guess, well, kind of a a script, a treatment, to web first stories to longer form journalism. And and I know I, I was looking at the BBC recently, and I saw that. A lot of the web first stories were really just kind of bulleted, um, and it wasn't the kind of longer form journalism I I was I was kind of used to. Is that have you noticed that change? Yeah, the AP does that too. To where something will happen, something will break. There'll be some kind of development, like with this this new virus that they're trying to get to oh, clamp right. down on. You know that there'll be mm-hmm. some new case that pops up in the U.S. and they'll put. And and we we try to do this too with local stuff. You know, when we learn something, when we have enough basic info we'll try to get something up say this story is going to be updated check out for for updates throughout Mm -hmm. the day but it's a lot more fluid than just one story a day that you read at breakfast yeah i how how does podcasting feature in that is that a similar new development in journalism podcasting is is in a golden age right now and we certainly are trying to do some of our own uh we have uh, a couple of uh, really talented podcasters um uh danielle craig who used to be on kdrv she does a podcast um it's kind of, it's kind of a uh, a 
inspirational not not self-help but but she she focuses a lot on people who are have overcome come really incredible odds mm -hmm. and stuff like that and likes to tell their stories and have them on and talk about what they've gone through and things that they've learned uh Rhonda Nowak um she's a garden columnist right. for us she does mm -hmm. a little podcast about mm -hmm. uh, gardening those are always really fun um I've been maintaining one for a couple of years where I it's not as regular as as the folks that I just mentioned, but I will try to get our reporters on and talk about more in-depth projects that they've done and kind of go behind the scenes. It's called The Insider. And that's been really fun. That's been a really interesting learning curve, just uh, learning about audio editing, audio recording, just the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very different. But it's the whole the whole thing is basically giving people stories told in different fashions you know you can watch it you can listen to it you can read it and we're just we're trying and experimenting with new things all the time one of the things i noticed recently uh, especially at the national outlets i'm a big fan of the guardian so i read that all the time and they got these live update things happening mm -hmm. Uh, especially with what's going on right now, but even just for all kinds of other aspects of the, there's just tidbits like sentences that get added every few seconds, every minute. Is that something that's happening locally as well? So we, when it comes to live updates, we will sometimes do uh, Facebook lives mm. where we will be at the scene of a fire or a, a shooting or something that has just happened and we've okay. just talked to a fire captain we've just talked to a police lieutenant we have we again have a little bit of information and hi i'm ryan this is what i know so far check back later for updates and then we okay. stay on scene continue to gather information as it comes to light talk to other people and mm -hmm. just update from there but but those are good ways to to break the ice people and let stuff uh break the ice with people and let pe them know that stuff is going on too. Yeah. Does that also involve video or is it usually just text based? Uh, no, we, it, it's, it's typically we'll, we'll, you know, hold up our phones and Facebook live okay. has a really good, it, it's an interesting feature to where you can just start recording and, uh, it, it, it just posts right to your Facebook and then it, once it's done, it's automatically recorded in there. So if people missed it when it was live, they can go back and watch it. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so a big story, um, I was going to say readers, but I guess people might be able to get it various ways, mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, video, and maybe yeah. even later a podcast with some more context and things like that. Right. And social media is is a whole nother angle to, to all of this that, we, that mm -hmm. we've had to continually adapt to. Uh, Julia Moore, our, our social media manager, is amazing with, with how um, she's able to not only take a story and summarize it really well, but, but to get it out uh very quickly on all of those types of platforms and share it with a broader mm -hmm. audience um and she's she's very adept at that and um she's continually learning too i mean it, it's 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 constantly changing in terms of what best practices are and stuff like that so. so there isn't there isn't really yet a manual for all these different avenues no i mean there used to be as 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 ed pointed out it used to just be the paper Mm -hmm. That came right. once a day, <laughs> yep. right? And so now there are uh, multiple venues, uh, opportunities to get news to people, and you got to cover them all. Yeah, and and th that it's a double edged sword, though, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you 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 run the risk of spreading yourself a little bit too thin and I giving people too many options right. and, yeah. and and what have you. But I think once I think we're in the, this phase right now where we're starting to you know with with these new video 
first shows and the and podcasts and what have you we're, we're starting to figure out what's liked and and uh, what people appreciate and stuff like that it's it it's always a learning process um mm-hmm. and at the same time we got to get the news out we got to inform people yeah, so that's for well, sure well what do you go to first do you go to the the web the podcast the paper uh, the, yeah the, the twitter the, the, there there's there, there are definitely a few things uh there, there's a there's a daily science podcast on npr called shortwave that i adore love that um listen to that every day um, my, you know, my paper, obviously the Mail Tribune and the tidings and my, I keep tabs on my hometown, Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. uh, the Gazette, the paper there does a really, really good job. Um, not just with, uh, their, their news, they, they have amazing, um, sports coverage and I'm a huge Broncos avalanche Rockies fan. So, uh, I'm able to uh, keep tabs on everything that's going on there and, uh, just developments around my, my hometown. Mm-hmm. And then for more uh, national stuff, uh, just just the AP, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then for science and technology, there's a couple really good blogs. Gizmodo uh, is is a great one. I, I love reading that, and that's that's about the extent of it. In case you're just joining us, this is Literary Ashland right here on KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon. And we're talking to Ryan Filey, a uh, new journalist with the Medford Tribune. And the web editor as well. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the local stories you're watching? Uh, me personally, um, I am always watching for transportation updates, just things that they are doing in terms of uh repairs or new construction, or in the case of the recent storms that we had, clearing of current roads because mm-hmm. the, 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 we had... Mm-hmm dozens of fallen trees and heavy snow and stuff like that. Um, that's always something that I'm looking into. Um, something that's more of a recent development uh, that's been more of a regular occurrence is um, ScienceWorks, hands-on museum for me. Right. They're, it's not, they're not rebranding, but they're, they're sort of leveling up in terms of what types of offerings that they want to do and what kind of programs that they want to have. There's some really just amazing stuff that's that's happening over there right now and it's always really interesting to uh, talk to the executive director Dan Ruby about what's what's coming next there's also um, it's, it's I, this is one of the things I love doing the most there's a guy who used to live here who works for uh, the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory and he has overseen well he's been not overseen he's been part of several of the rover programs uh, for the Mars missions and oh, wow. I've done mm-hmm. quite a few features on him and I recently just talked to him about the 2020 mission that they're gearing up to to launch this year and uh, they're gonna land in I think February 2021 and just he's um, he was overseeing the group that uh, it was in charge of managing the group that made the mobility and mechanisms on the rover so basically the things that made it move and prior to that he was the guy who sent the commands that made it move uh, through space on a daily basis um, for curiosity and for the opportunity in spirit rovers too so he's always really fun to talk to for the paper as a whole whole bunch of stuff um the uh, the cannabis industry is oh, right. always front and center for sure right now the jackson county jail is a big one um, homelessness issues uh, is, is one that that is that we're always keeping an eye on. Most recently, um, we just wrapped up a pretty. Oh, maybe it's a wrap up. I don't know. I, it feels at least like the final ch- chapter before the epilogue. But um, the 
the Michael Graves shooting out in Eagle Point. Um, right. we, we we just did a story about the the settlement that uh, the city is going has agreed to pay out to the family, and uh, we we were keeping a very sharp eye on that for some time. Uh, Nick, I mentioned him earlier, did some really good reporting and uh, keeping everybody updated every step of the way. And then let's see wildfires obviously yeah. oh right you know, what, right, last right. year was so nice i almost forgot it was a problem. i know <laughs> i know but it's only been one yes, year yeah. well <laughs> so, and just yeah. how it's mm-hmm. it, the, the the instability with uh, with regard to climate change mm-hmm. and how that is a contributing factor the uh the forests themselves, how crowded they are, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you know issues of management and stuff like that. It's such a multifaceted issue. Um, we'd be silly not to cover it because we are right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the Ashland tidings recently changed its format. I'm pretty sure you probably didn't have any say in that decision. No. but <laughs> but uh, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, I'm not feeling one way or the other but mm-hmm. it was an interesting decision and i'm wondering what might have been behind it i don't know i actually can't speak to that honestly okay. um i i wish i could i know that some people have had uh well plenty of people actually have had strong opinions one way or the other there are some who really like it there are some who wish we would go back to the uh the magazine format yeah, that we had yeah. uh but yeah i i honestly can't okay. give you any really uh just curious w- big words of wisdom on that one <laughs> it's, it's harder to tell the two papers apart now because they're the same shape it's okay. <laughs> well that's i mean that's since i want to get one that doesn't really matter there you go uh, <laughs> so when when you get when you get the paper what do you look at first uh i always just look it, it, it's chronological you know front to back okay. and uh stuff like that and selfishly my own oh, stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would have felt bad if you didn't look at your own stories. Yeah, no, it, 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 it makes perfect something sense. Something wrong. Human yeah. nature. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, I know you're you're also a novelist, and when you were talking about science works, it reminded me that you've you've sort of come right back to the Star Wars <laughs> piece that you started in the car those years ago, and I, I know you've done the NaNoWriMo and things like that. Mm-hmm. Have you got some other sort of fiction projects still in the works now? Well, I I know that we're doing an, a radio show, but you should have put quotes around novelist. Okay, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, no, it's it, it's it's something I've done as a as a hobby since I was twelve. Like I said, um, I have written, uh, let's see, yeah, eight books. None of them published. All collecting dust in rough draft form, and then full length screenplay, and then a novella that we actually did publish at the Tribune as a serial. It was a Christmas story, sort of my love letter to the Dickens Christmas Carol story told I from the one, yeah. perspective of Marley's ghost. And so, but that, that's about, that's about the top tier right there. Um, everything else for the most part is gathering dust, but I'm working on a new one right now that was actually born of national novel writing month. Like you said, mm-hmm. um, got about halfway through the second act on that one and I'm still plugging away at it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, I've never so, been able to get through the whole month yeah, myself. Do, do you do you consider that sort of a, a relief from the journalistic writing? Because it's still writing, yeah. but it's different kind of writing. It's really interesting to try and switch from one type of writing to another, and not even just uh, fiction writing to nonfiction writing, but mm. from writing video scripts mm. to writing long form. So there, sometimes you you sort of have to land 
and then take off again in, in, in another form, if that makes sense. And you, you basically, I, I myself have to have a little bit of a transition period to where it's like, okay, I got to get in this kind of mindset where I'm not reporting, I'm not interviewing, I'm not gathering facts and data, I'm pulling stuff out of my head. And, um, and then vice versa, having to go back to that. And so that's always an interesting um, transition. Uh, I don't enjoy really one more than the other. They're mm -hmm. just, they're different kinds of fulfillment for me. I always enjoy finishing and uh, the editing is also different mm -hmm. because with regard to my, my professional work, I have people who, several people who pour it over with a fine tooth comb and, and uh, whittle it down as, as needs be. Yeah. So as a journalist, you're used to writing on deadline. Yes. Does that translate into your novelistic endeavors? That was what was so cool about National Novel Writing Month was was you you had to get a certain quota a day, mm -hmm. otherwise you fell way behind. Um, I I only did this one day. There, I'll, I'll never forget this number. You had to do 1,668 words a day, stay on track. Mm -hmm. And there was one day where I did 412, and so that meant I had to do yeah yeah I know what two thousand something plus the next day and i yeah. did it i got back on track and i never did that again because it was painful yeah. to try and get back in the saddle but i i did it be and i was just talking to ed about this before we started like it's my it's my enemy and my friend i i need deadlines but i hate them mm -hmm. yeah. yeah my my goal is a thousand words a day but that doesn't that's always good. work right. that's good but on the other day you know sometimes you just it just flows right? mm -hmm. yeah yep. you make up for the days when it doesn't you have to be okay with writing yeah. badly mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. you know what i mean you you just you have to uh, well especially with regard to your your work that's that's not your professional work you just mm -hmm. have to be able to say to yourself okay some of this is not going to work some of this is going to go bye-bye later mm -hmm. and i think once you get in that mindset and, and are okay with that it makes the flow so much easier and so much greater. Yeah. Well, the, the one time I tried NaNoWriMo, I was writing so badly I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think I tried it once before even moving to Ashland. So that means it must have been at least 11 years ago. And uh, I like after 11,000 words, I thought, this doesn't work. <laughs> mm. I know some, and I, I know it doesn't work for some people. Yeah. It, it was this was my first year, and it was incredibly fulfilling for me. Yeah. It was it was it was uh, it it changed my life with regard to writing this kind of stuff. Honestly, mm -hmm. because it it was so encouraging. Unfortunately, the recording also cut out uh, before we came to an end. Uh, I'm not sure why that happened. In any case. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot that came after uh, where the recording cuts off. It was just simply saying goodbye.